0: NFL.
1: Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. College. Elliott breaks free. Ezekiel Elliott gets a block. And bust to the end zone.
0: This is go for three. Today is July 25th, 2016. This is another episode of the go Three podcast with your host, Neil Schraffenberger, along with AJ Weir. And again, it's one of the slower seasons, you know, as far as football talk. I don't know how NFL Live does it. It's incredible. So we're going to be trying to just hit a bunch of small topics. We're going to be ending with our NFC East preview. But in between that, we're going to be talking about uh, Denny Green, unfortunately, passing away early. Greg Jennings... Retirement, which I can't believe you even found that when you're searching for topics. That was actually one of the like biggest ones that popped up. Really? Yeah. He's like an average receiver. I guess he's kind of young. So we'll, we'll get into that. In, that's part of it. We'll get into that. Um, of course, the Peyton Manning, Al Jazeera case, that's been closed officially by the NFL. Now, I, I have my own beliefs about that. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about uh, Le'Veon Bell being suspended and what's
1: gone along with that. He, he can't seem to catch any breaks, can he? No, he cannot. Um, so, rumors and reports, it's it's kind of early to tell with this story which is which right now, but the belief is that Le'Veon Bell will miss the first four games of the 2016 season for missing a drug test, not for failing a drug test. He, I guess, was supposed to have, or he had one scheduled and was supposed to go to it, and he did not. Now, kind of rewinding last month there was some room there was initially rumors that he did miss this drug test um and he you know denied it said no 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 it's it's it, it's nothing he he either said that he went or they didn't have it scheduled or whatever now that seems to be kind of uh becoming validated now in that he actually did miss this report uh the reason that or he, he did miss his drug test the reason that none of this has been kind of officially released by the NFL, like they haven't officially given him a four-game suspension, is that they're still in the appeal process. So I don't know if he appealed it, like knew it was going to come and appealed it early, because usually we hear about these appeals after the suspension is received. So this is, seems um, a little bit out of the norm for that. But uh, looking at kind of in, in the long term for for Bell, um, due to getting the four-game suspension – was that 20? Th- that was the year before last, I think, 2014. Yes. Um, I want to say No, it was. Thir- 2013? No, he played all of 14. Did he? Th- it was the beginning of 15. He was suspended for four games and it got reduced to two before he and got this hurt. Was, this was when he s- smoked. This was when he got caught with the marijuana with, with s- Garrett Blunt. He smoked a blunt with Blunt? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that offense put. Put him into what's called the stage two, or put him into stage two of the NFL's substance abuse policy, and a, a new violation would put him into stage three, which would be the the um, the upper the uppermost tier of the kind of um, I guess violations. And basically, being in stage three, he's going to probably stay in that category for the rest of his career, and. He also will be subject to going through like an, an officially documented treatment program, as well as um, unannounced random drug tests.
0: Yeah, the, now you're in a really salty position for him, like the unannounced drug test part.
1: You know, because that's they usually give you how much advance do they give you usually? I'm not sure. Um, I with with the NFL, I'm I'm really not sure. Interestingly, though, if he gets a violation, like. Let's say he is in stage 3 and he gets another violation. That's automatically a one-year ban unless it's for marijuana, which is only a 10-game suspension. And you cannot appeal either one of those. Huh, interesting. So it's one of those things that's unfortunate for him because it, he maybe he didn't
0: do any of the drugs. But in, it's one of those things where I'm going to assume if you missed it, it's because you did.
1: Yeah, if, you, if you're clean and you know you have to go to this – Why miss or or if you're going to miss, let somebody know so you can reschedule.
0: Yeah. Although I feel like, are they really going to let you reschedule a drug
1: test unless it's like an emergency day? Yeah, I mean, you would. It's a long shot, but it's better than not showing up. It'd be like if
0: you were taking an exam. You know what day it is. You've known what day it is for a long time, and you didn't show up, and then you showed up afterwards, and like, hey. Uh, I missed it for this reason. Your teacher's like sucks to suck, you know. And then you fail the test anyway. Like there's e- even if you had a legitimate reason, you didn't let the person know in advance, or it has to be a very obscure emergency I mean, he, for not to make it.
1: I mean, yeah, he'd probably have to have some proof to back him up. But um, I don't know. It's it's still better than just not showing up and not telling anybody at all. I and mean, that that really is is the worst that you could do.
0: No. Especially it was not like it's not like a first time offense either. Like if it was that it'd be a little different. Yeah. I mean maybe publicly like you may view him different like oh well he just missed the drug test he didn't actually take drugs. Maybe. I don't know, but with his history, he's he's had issues. And it's, it sucks cuz you know Steelers, I think we were talking about them being an awesome team especially offensively and him being one of the backbones of that and now the Steelers like dude, really? Again? Yeah, they're, are, on you.
1: they're already without Martavis Bryant for the whole year and now likely going to miss Bell for the first quarter of the season, which they don't have the easiest start to their season. They get their, their first four games are the Redskins, the Bengals at home, the Eagles, and the Chiefs. So if you're without Le'Veon Bell, and, and, and you know as we talked about earlier, they're going to be a team that's going to win games by scoring kind of in in the thirties. The defense is the question mark of that team right now. You're looking at possibly going. One and three, two and two. I think if you're lucky, like that, um, that that makes that the the Cincinnati game at home. I would lean toward before now. I would lean towards giving the Steelers simply because it's at home. You know, Heinz Field's difficult to play. It's a division game. Those guys always play each other tough. I would give it to the Steelers. Now I'm tempted to give that one to the Bengals. I think and,
0: we I think we overrate running backs though. Like look when they have Williams,
1: he was eighty to ninety percent of what Le'Veon Bell was, and they will still have. Uh, D'Angelo Williams, most, most likely he will be, he's still on the roster. He is the number two on their roster. So he'll, with the suspension, he's, he's gotta be pretty psyched. I mean, probably, I mean, I don't think you're, I don't think you're ever hoping that this is how you get your shot, but I mean, it's how it happens. I mean, look at Tom Brady. He got his shot because Drew Bledsoe got a concussion. It wasn't cause he was, Drew Bledsoe was smoking weed though. No, 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 no. But it's so, so this is in three years. He's now missed a total of 13 games. That's due to his initial suspension, or his his first drug suspension, then his MCL sprain, or tear. I can't remember which one, at the end of last year. That's kind of a lot of games in just three seasons. He's in the fourth year of his four-year rookie deal, uh, and I'm just kind of thinking, if he misses these four games, and even if he – unless he plays really well – In the last 12 games, do you see the Steelers or other teams maybe being hesitant in picking him up because he does have these issues? And it's like, you know, well, I don't want to have to miss you for an entire year if you get picked up for another drug test.
0: Yes and no, because the NFL is already kind of stingy on on running back contracts anyway. So how much money was he going to command? I mean, maybe if he's asking for something ridiculous, I I use it as a negotiating tactic. hey, like... You're obviously really good when you do play. We want to keep you on the team, but at the same time, you know, you you have missed some games, and we're kind of, you know, we've been faithful to you at this point. I I don't know. Like, is he really in command? More than seven, eight million dollars a year at this rate, anyway.
1: It does give the team a lot more uh, negotiating power than they had before, because I feel like there would be teams that would probably shell out more than that for him. You know, teams that, that. could need a spark offensively. I mean, you look at him just the last couple years, running-wise and receiving-wise, his yards from scrimmage is easily at the top, if not, you know, uh, number one overall for his position. Um, he's a very effective runner when he is both healthy and actually allowed to play. Um, but I think this definitely hurts him. I mean, I, I think that... Um, I think if you're the Steelers, you you, you try to keep him because... Four games. Well, it is twenty-five percent of the NFL season. There's still a lot more football after that. Like we're not even into October by that time, um, and that's kind of really you know November, December when your stretch run of your schedule really happens, and you can make up a lot of ground or gain a lot of ground if you need to. So he'll still be there for the heart of the season. It's just it's it's just kind of one of those things that when you go to sit down now, you have to think about okay, this guy's missed what it'll be now. 17 games in 4 years I mean that means every year he's missed 25% of the season
0: you could argue that about a lot of football players though I mean like outside of quarterbacks I feel like people just miss games out of injury all the time not on their own doing like a Josh Gordon type who I want to quickly transition into of, of someone who is just a dumbass as opposed to being injured
1: yeah, so the the news today is that Josh Gordon will be reinstated in the NFL. He had the year-long ban all of last year, um, so he did not play in 2015. He's been reinstated in the NFL, but he does have to serve a four-game suspension at the start of the year. So he will be able to come back week five. Um, he and Brady will both be able to come back week five for the Browns-Pats matchup.
0: Just listen to that sentence. <laughs> Brady. And then, comma, Gordon, back after four-game suspension. <laughs> such a weird such a
1: weird thing to say. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of, of, uh, of an odd couple there. But, you, I mean, also, uh, along with Gordon being reinstated, it's on conditional terms. I don't know what the conditions are of that term. I don't know if it's like – I'm sure there's a number of drug tests he's going to have to take, probably quite a few, Um and probably with pretty heavy penalties if he fails one, I would assume another year. I mean, I don't know what you do more than a year suspension. Do you ban somebody from football? Have they ever done that? I know
0: they did it with baseball with Pete Rose and a few I other people. I don't know.
1: I don't think so. But I, but I, I think that anybody would agree that even getting caught for your third or fourth time failing a drug test is not the equivalent of betting on baseball as a manager. I don't think those two really correlate. No, but at the same time, you, you have to reinforce some kind of consequence.
0: Like you can't just, oh, I failed his ninth drug test. We'll just suspend him another year. I mean, I guess, I guess the difference is teams wouldn't pick him up ideally after and that. Maybe happened.
1: okay. Maybe maybe each offense after that, it's another year. It's like now his next one is two years. I think about it, two years out of the NFL, you're you're probably not gonna get picked up anybody. So after so that. let's talk about that. So you said, so
0: he, he got suspended for last year, all last year. He, he's got four games now this year assuming he doesn't mess up between now and then which who knows and then the browns will have the option to, to have him on the roster or, or maybe they have to keep him on the roster now but regardless he is a roster spot on the browns and they have to pay him going forward outside of the four games so you said before we did the podcast that oh yeah i'll, I'll definitely keep josh gordon whereas if i'm i don't know i just if i'm the browns do i really want to deal with this i've dealt with knuckleheads the entire time i don't Want to deal with this? This isn't the guy who's got injured. This is the guy who's like, you can't count on him. He's like the guy on your flag football teams. Like, yeah, I'll sh-. like you know, you're playing every Thursday. He shows up twice, and, and it's like you can never count on that guy. I, it's just not good for team chemistry. I feel like.
1: Um, I think it depends on what he does and what he shows in those twelve games. I mean, if, if he does what he did two years ago, and in I think it was in only ten or twelve games, leads the league in receiving. I. Th- and doesn't have any issues with substance abuse, drug tests, or there's no locker room issues, or, or he is just the picture perfect NFL player. This in these twelve games, then I think you keep him because his 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 upside is so high. And if he shows that he actually makes this turn, then I think you're kind of you're you're at the at the buying low phase. You buy low, sell high. You're buying about as low as it can be right now. And if you're the Browns. You can afford right now to take flyers on some guys. Like you, RG3 is your starting quarterback. Granted, his his he's not missing games because of drugs; because of injuries. But miss games are missed games nonetheless. And I think for the first year or so, you can take a shot at, um, you no know, these guys that could bust, but could also be uh, a great producer.
0: I think if you're RG3, you're excited because you get your get your running mate back. In Gordon to throw to, yes. which is good. I don't know. I just I just don't trust his judgment. I mean, he was, he was hanging out with Johnny Manziel this weekend, right?
1: Just la- uh, yeah, I think just last night.
0: Right after he got reinstated, or did he or, get reinstated or, today?
1: Or right, right before. I I heard they, okay. he got reinstated today. I feel like so maybe that was his like pre-celebration. Maybe he already knew. Sounds I'm, like he did. I'm, I'm gonna assume that he did. I don't know. I just, just I would like to think that he didn't find out on Twitter like the rest of the world, or he didn't get the ESPN notification like <laughs> I did. He's like, feel, oh, guys, look, I got a job. I
0: feel like all NFL players should just, should just follow Schefter. I'm like, oh, nice. <laughs> I got reinstated. Dope.
1: Oh, what? I'm getting traded? Ah, all right, it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I think like that's how some players find out. Um, anyway, let's
0: move on to this Al Jazeera story that has been officially closed by the NFL. I, is that the words they used? The Peyton Manning
1: portion okay. has been closed, so,
0: which is a, an interesting part of this. So basically, the story goes back to December when these allegations that Al Jazeera had Imposed that Manning had received ship. Let me rephrase that. His wife Ashley Manning had received shipments of HGH that Manning had maybe used to recover from those four neck surgeries he had in between being in Indianapolis and Denver. Um, there's other players involved in the report: uh, Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, James Harrison. Who is Mike Neal?
1: Uh, he's still a free agent right now, but he was of the players still named in the report. Ah, don't know him anyway. So uh, outside of him, a lot
0: of big players, and of course Peyton Manning, who's you know the golden boy, the NFL elite of elite. And the story kind of came and went, not a whole lot. And now the NFL has said that they believe Ashley had, had received the shipments, but that Manning,
1: Peyton Manning specifically, had not used that. And, and just initially, your thoughts on that. My initial thought is that I'm surprised the Peyton Manning portion of this is closed while there's the, the pending case for Clay Matthews, Julius Peppers, and James Harrison, which we touched on about a month or so ago because that was when the NFL gave sent letters to the players saying, Hey, on the first day of your team's training camp, which is in a week or so for every team, we're going to sit down and have basically like an interview or a deposition about this. And that was when James Harrison had his thing where he said he's not going to do it and that if you were to do it, Roger Goodell needs to meet him at his house on, <laughs> on
0: his time. Yes, um, please. I imagine James Harrison living like in the bayou in a swamp with alligators and stuff like that.
1: I would imagine th- that maybe that's not where he lives, but he would say that's his live that's his like that's where he lives now for this meeting. Like I think he would make Roger Goodell go out of his way to find him.
0: This is a guy who used to bag groceries. You really don't think he couldn't live like in a swamp house? I don't know, it just seems like I mean he could, I just I just don't think he does. It's like, um God, what's his face? I'm gonna use. I'm going like a weird tangent here, but Ted Nugent, the, the rock star. Oh yeah, he lives love, like Love Uncle Ted. Well, yeah, he lives like in some weird cabin where he hunts and kills his own animals, and, and that's how what he eats. So I don't know. I've seen weirder things. But, but back, back to the story.
1: Uh, well, while I am, well, I say I'm surprised that the. I guess I'm not surprised that the Peyton Manning portion is closed. It, it would be easier with him not being a current player. I'm sure there's different like rules for how they can go about the investigation but it's just kind of like hint hint by the nfl like oh we took care of manning nothing's wrong with this i, I feel like it was just kind of a eh, we didn't find anything we kind of looked and we didn't see anything that we found to be you know worthy of of any kind of punishment i don't, even, I don't know how a punishment would work for him now but i'm sure you could punish
0: him somehow actually i don't know because like i said you could punish him like if he ever got a front office or a coaching job maybe yeah,
1: so that's I mean that's maybe what the thought process was, but it's just that okay, well we're done with we're done with our our, our golden boy Peyton. He rode off into the sunset. He's he's gone, and then now we're going to worry about these other guys.
0: I guess yes, yeah, my thing though is like they said that they didn't think. First of all, I'm still curious why Ashley Manning needed HGH. I mean, maybe there's a legitimate reason. That uh, sounds like there is, at least according to them. But is it is very sketchy that. Of like of all the people, females who would get HGH, it's a wife of a very famous
1: NFL player who needed some extra recovery help at the time. I, I just don't necessarily buy it all. I mean, this is almost identical to the whole thing with Roger Clemens and his wife, where exactly. when he was getting the steroids, he was saying no that they were for her. Uh, that ended up going a different way for Roger, but I mean, I, th- I think it's definitely sketchy. Like I, I would think I would think as a well-known and successful quarterback as Peyton Manning was, that he would know better than to put himself. In this situation, like, why... Are, like, so we're saying he knows how to cheat now? No, no, or no. If I'm you not, wanted no, to. No, I'm not... Well, I mean, everybody knows how to cheat. Like, well, some people are better than others. Yeah, exactly. You're. Like, it's, it's only cheating if you get caught. So, you would think that... let's Okay, let's say that Peyton Manning was using this as a cover for him to get HGH. Let's just say that, that that's what actually was happening. Why would you have the stuff shipped to your house? Like, why would you not just go pick it up in person somewhere? Like... Well, I don't trust. The, you know, I don't trust the postal service. Like some weird drug drop off, or like in the middle of like no, New like, Mexico. No, like what? they say that they were getting the supplements from an, an anti-aging clinic somewhere in Indiana, which I think I'm going to open up an anti-aging clinic. I don't even know what those things are anymore. Well, no, I get what you're saying. I'm saying like, why not go to the front? Like, why not go to the the place yourself and get the package from the doctor? Like, make this. Well, ma- Peyton Manning's. I mean, they're going to know who Peyton Manning is. Well, yeah, exactly. So, but if it was for the wife, have the wife go. Like. Why are you getting this Amazon drone shipped and getting dropped off at your front door? Like, that's just – that seems too risky to me. Like, what if a nosy postman wants to open up? It's like, oh, shit, there's a whole bunch of needles in here. I'm assuming it's not shipped in needles, but – That'd be – well, I'm sure there's, like, syringes.
0: I, I, actually, it might be a pill. I'm not really sure what it is, but my point being is maybe she – maybe his whole plan is, well, she does have a legitimate excuse that somehow he can get some I – I, I really don't know how it works. I just find it sketchy.
1: It is a little sketchy. You know, because it's not, you know... It's kind of one of those things where we're saying, again, why, as an NFL player, are you putting yourself in a situation for something like this to happen?
0: If you're Barry Bonds, for instance, did he... There's all these heavy allegations, and obviously, physically, you could kind of see some transformation. And some of that's getting just older and, and not as fit. But, you know, his head grew like nine sizes. Yeah. But my point being is... There was never any concrete evidence. There's all these like very circumstantial like evidence that he did it. But there's never anything concrete that said yes, he took it at this time, at this place. And that's how I feel about Manning to some degree. Like it's, it's not that as, as cut and dry as that. But at the same time, like, do we ever convict Barry Bonds of taking steroids? No. But I don't know. I just find it weird that we completely rule it out that he did, especially with these other players. That we're not sure that they may or may not have as well.
1: I think that it's the reputation that Manning had built around himself. You know, comparing it to Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds was kind of a dick to the media and to uh, just a lot of people in general. So it made it easy for him to not be likable. So when a rumor comes out about somebody we don't like, we immediately jump on it and say, "Oh yes, you know, he was doing this." It it it, it adds fuel to our to our our hate fire.
0: But But why is the public so dumb? I just don't get it.
1: Like it, that's it, just it, how it, we've it, that's just how we've made America. Oh, Peyton Manning would never do that. Like why
0: not? It makes a lot of sense. He came off four next surgery He hadn't played a down an entire season. Who knew? He didn't know how hard he could throw the ball, or if he could throw the ball, or take a hit. I'm like I just don't. I just. I mean, yeah. To, connect
1: it, the dots. It's it's the it's the. Re, this is where Manning's reputation benefited him. I'm not trying to say that. He I know. Did. I know
0: you are not say it's right or wrong. I just find uh, yeah, it strange. I'm not, I'm, I just I'm, don't get why people fall for it. It's strange. Why?
1: It's like, well, why do people fall for advertisements on TV? Why do people fall for? Uh, I feel like I could find a lot of parallels with this with just our impending election. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like everybody. Everybody that hates Hillary, it's like the email just makes you even hate her more. Everybody that hates Trump, when he says anything remotely controversial, it's He's the worst person in the world. So it's like, you're 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 kind of predisposed one way to a person, and these rumors will just make it worse. Yeah. Apparently, this uh, scary Johnson guy is coming out of nowhere.
0: I don't know. I keep hearing keep hearing things, but we're not a political show. Although, uh, I did like the comparison. I think I used it last week. Is it's it's the Browns quarterback scenario where we're stuck with two awful options. And we know the inevitable is coming afterwards, but yes. got, we got, we got to go through it.
1: We're really not looking for a long-term solution. now. This is a Band-Aid. Like, this is this is a bridge to bigger and better things, hopefully. This is our Mac Castle. Huh.
0: <sighs> anyway. Um, oh, you got to bring him up. Seneca Wallace. <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll move on to the next couple topics, because I like to spend a lot of time on the, on the previews. So... Uh, Dennis Green passed away. It is Dennis. Or do you just call him Denny?
1: Yeah, he's just – everybody's called him Denny. I believe his real name is Dennis. It is Dennis, yeah. Yes. I
0: I just want to make sure. Anyway, he passed away Friday, um, cardiac arrest, which at his age 67, you know, it does tend to happen occasionally. Yeah. Um, He was a big – I would say definitely he's a character in the league. Yeah. I mean, I know him most personally from his quote, you know. We let him off the hook. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's the most famous one when he was coaching the Cardinals and the, and the Bears on that Monday Night Football game, which was great. But he had a lot of success with those Viking teams, uh, specifically you know the Randy Moss, um, Chris Carter, you know Dante Culpepper teams.
1: Yeah, he he um. The Vikings made the playoffs in eight of his first nine years with the team, so they were highly highly successful under him. Uh, as you said, he was sixty seven years old, so it's just he was. Um, I wouldn't put him in the upper echelon of coaches, but, you know, he was successful. He did have good teams, Um, and, you know, everything that I've seen and read from former coaches and former players since his passing is that, you know, he was one of those guys that cared a lot more about building a relationship with somebody than making them – or or than than just about the wins and losses. He wanted to build people into into, – make them better people. Um, so it's, it's an unfortunate loss and, um, you know, 67, still very young in today's, uh, well, you know, with today's kind of life expectancy.
0: Yeah. Uh, as far as, especially like African American coaches, he's one of the, the, the better ones and one of the bigger ones. Um, you know, typically I think Tony Dungy. I was going
1: like to say, I, you, you kind of put him, I kind of put him and Tony Dungy up there is at least from when we started watching football and like understanding, um, you know, maybe understa- Lovey well, L- Smith's up there too. Yeah, but like, like understanding kind of, um, because around the time that we would have started to watch more football was when there was the big push to you had to at minimum interview a minority candidate. Yeah, well, I, I've just heard from
0: African Americans that he's been an inspiration, and um, Larry Fitzgerald talked about him. He actually drafted Larry Fitzgerald in Arizona, um, so he's had a lot of good success with receivers. If you include him and Randy and Chris together and uh, just some explosive offensive teams while he was there. Um, you know, he kind of trailed off in the last few seasons of his career, but hey, man, you coached that long in the NFL, you had a pretty good run. I mean, I feel like most coaches only get, you know, three, four years sometimes.
1: Yeah, to, to have any more success than that, you're, you're reaching the the upper tiers of coaches. You know, the guys that have... You get the double-digit years, you did something. In yeah, the yeah, and, you know, he was... the Just going back, those Vikings teams were... Always fun to watch. Um, always scoring a lot of points. Always making it into, into the playoffs and, and competing, not just making it and then getting knocked out. They, you know, they had the the year they went 15 and one. They were upset by the Falcons in the NFC Championship. Um, so you know, always always good competitive teams. And uh, you know, it's just it's just kind of uh, unfortunate that he was taken when he was. It's a bummer. Um, he will be missed. So we're gonna move on
0: to. Um Guy actually played for Minnesota for a brief period. Greg Jennings, he um, announced his retirement. Ten years total, seven Green Bay, two Minnesota, and
1: you put Miami on there. I'm like, oh my god, I forgot he played for Miami. Played with Miami last year. Yeah, his his whopping 19 catches for 208 yards and one touchdown. That could be like a really awesome game for one person, by the way. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like that's like a really good two weeks.
0: Like Calvin Johnson had a game like that where he had like that many catches, He had like seventeen catches for like three hundred yards or something or something like that. Well, yeah, it, it wasn't that much, but it was something like that. Yeah, I mean
1: he, his his. his most definitely more known for his time in Green Bay, which I believe he was on the Super he Bowl was. team he that was beat the Steelers.
0: He was the best receiver on the
1: Super Bowl team, I'm pretty sure, actually. I was, yeah, I mean, he was successful he in Green a good Bay. a three-year stretch, I feel like, where he was really solid. Yeah, he was really good in Green Bay. And then I, I, I'm i not sure what happened to him leaving Green Bay. I don't know if it was contract stuff or, or you know if he just wanted out wanted to change the scenery. He was kind of all right in Minnesota, but it, it was definitely... A, a steep fall from where he was in Green Bay. I will say in Minnesota, he didn't have anyone throwing
0: the ball. It True. Was, it was pretty bad. But, yeah, with Green Bay, he was great. And I feel like he was always a decent talent, and Rodgers kind of made him better. I think he called Rodgers overrated, though, when he left, or there's something of that nature. And uh, he probably regrets saying that, at least to that degree. Maybe just a little bit. He, he is a really interesting personality. I saw him on first take a few times. So I think he might find some kind of job. In the NFL, doing something where he speaks.
1: It was kind of interesting. Part of his his statement was he said that he felt like his body could still do it, but he felt like if he returned for another year of football, that he would be going back to the NFL and instead of moving forward. So I think this is a guy that sees himself kind of doing things beyond the football field. Maybe he, you know, maybe he's a business savvy guy. Um, you know, maybe he's he's got some plans for his branding. You know, ha- whatever it is he wants to do, kind of similar to. Um, to Marshawn Lynch. Um, so we'll, we'll see had, you know, he had his, his 15 minutes of fame and uh, then it kind of, it kind of went away from there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm
0: curious to see what he does after football. So uh, kind of my favorite part is, is doing the previews. Cause that means we're one week close to the football. We're now doing the NFC. You pick the NFC East, which is always uh, one of the more fascinating divisions in football.
1: Yeah. It's, they're either really terrible and it's kind of, entertaining to see which of these terrible teams is going to host a playoff game or there's like two or three of them that are really good and they're all trying to make the playoffs. I know there was a couple years in a row where they had three of the six teams for the NFC in, in the playoffs because they would have nabbed both of the wild card spots.
0: Well, I think what makes it interesting why there's so much hype around it is, is you go and look and they're, they're all really big cities. You yeah. know, Washington, obviously New York, uh, Philly, and then Dallas is huge as well. So it, it's just a lot of big media coverage, especially with uh, your Dallas Cowboys
1: who I want to start with. And, and they're also they're also like four of the older franchises. That's they've, true. They've been around for a while. It's not like no expansion Jaguars, teams. Titan. Yeah, they're, they're not expansion teams. These are these are yeah, speaking of, established ooh, the teams. The AFC, yeah, AFC AFC South. South. Oh, I man. mean, minus the Colts. It's and even
0: then they were transferred from Baltimore. Yeah. So no original teams, I guess if you, you want to describe it that way. I mean I mean Baltimore Colts, but same franchise. same, same
1: franchise, so I think they would count. But still, like, there's not even the same city. It's not their original – well, yeah, but there's only a few teams that are still in their original cities. But Good point. Well, I wanted to start with Dallas, though. Okay.
0: Um, that's your team. What's your earliest memory of Dallas, by the way?
1: Um,
0: I know for me, I'll just start. I, I used to have an Emmett Smith jersey.
1: I, never, I have an Emmett Smith poster that still oh, nice. hangs in my room at my parents' house.
0: Oh, uh, I thought you would say your new apartment. I'm like, how would you get that way with uh, with the wife?
1: But, no, but, I got I got several things waiting in in storage to go in, in the man cave, and it's there's a plethora of Dallas Cowboys memorabilia that's going in there. Good word. Plethora. Um, my earliest memory would probably be the first things that pop into mind is like Emmitt Smith breaking the rushing record. Um, oh, against Seattle. Yeah, I watched that game. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I was like alive for technically alive for their Super Bowl runs, um, but you weren't really a fan. Yet, I can't were you? remember. Where were you? Uh, again, I I I was a fan because I watched with my uncle, and I'm sure that I was like dressed in Cowboys stuff. But again, no no real memories of it. Okay. First, like real memories. Uh, playoff game with Bill Parcells as the coach, Quincy Carter in Carolina the year Carolina went to the Super Bowl and played New England
0: also remember playing NFL Blitz, and they were awesome.
1: Oh, like when they had uh, Rocket Ismail.
0: Yeah, well, they had... Yeah, he was on one end of the receiver, uh-huh. and then you, obviously you had Michael Irvin. Yeah. You had, and you had Emmett and then and Troy Eggman. Who's so stopping that? Uh, well, Denver was really good as well.
1: True, because you had Terrell Davis and John Elway.
0: Rod Smith. Yeah. Sharp. And you could have put Chase Sharp as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your team was pretty solid there, too. So those, those were the two go-tos for me. Anyway, um, last year... You know, it was a train wreck. And, and a lot of it was due to the fact that Tony Romo was out pretty much almost the entire season.
1: Dez Bryant missed a large portion of games as well. Uh, our defense was not very good. Not as good as it should have been. Yeah, I mean, it was just... it. After after Romo got hurt, I, I mailed the season in. And I said, ah, well, let's just get a good draft pick. Which we ended up doing.
0: Well, the funny thing is, though, you really weren't out of the season until like really late. Like, you're constantly losing every game, and because the division was so bad, you were still in it, technically?
1: And we're constantly losing close games, too. Like, I find myself giving up on a game in the middle of the second quarter, and then, like, I check on and it's, you know, Dallas has the ball, down a score with three minutes left, and it's like, oh my god, they could make something happen. And, of course, they don't, because Matt Castle was our quarterback.
0: Why'd they went away from Brandon Whedon to Matt Castle? Like, like did they really think they were going to upgrade Castle couldn't throw the ball twenty yards. At least Whedon could throw it downfield.
1: I mean, maybe they. I, I don't, don't know. It, it Weed, have got is more turnover prone. Probably. Got, I mean, maybe that's what they were trying to. But Castle had a lot of turnovers too. I don't know. They I just don't. and they didn't have Demarco Murray, and it was just our, our running back situation was not. It was it was not a very good year. But I, needless to say, unless Romo and Bryant are missing again, I don't see twenty sixteen being a year like that. I think that the defense is still kind of uh, the question mark of this team, especially with them missing four players for four games. Uh, Randy Gregory, Demarcus Lawrence are suspended for the first four games. Rolando McClain is suspended for 10 games. His appeal was denied, so it will be the full 10 games. Um, but the, the missing the first two guys is really big because they're kind of the two big pass rushers. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence was the sack leader for the team last year, and they need to get more pressure on quarterbacks to help out their, their DBs. And that's why they got Greg Hardy last year. I mean, obviously, he was, a,
0: I'm going to say, a cancer in the locker room, so they, they cut him real quick. It's a shame because they have all these you know suspensions and injuries going on because their defense kept them in a lot of games last year. Um, were they great? No, but they held on enough that your pathetic offense with you know, Castle could at least get close. I don't know. I, it was a bend-don't-break strategy. I mean, they did the best they could. Yes. They they were given a lot of help by the yeah. by the offense. So I think that they obviously rebound Romo is consistently getting undervalued, I feel like as a quarterback. I mean, obviously he does have he's a little brittle. He I had, think
1: it's because he doesn't have a big signature win. I mean, yeah, he's got the, you know, he's got a playoff win over Philly. He's got a playoff win over uh Detroit both of those were at home if they had beat the packers 2 years ago i think that would have been a big a big stepping stone for him people Pe- would have been like okay he can win big people games. think
0: of the losses um obviously yes. the the one where he he dropped the, the uh, Seattle loss that field goal yep. um the i go back to a couple years ago or maybe it was 3 years ago they they had that shootout with Denver, uh-huh. and he played stride for stride with Manning, maybe even outplayed him, and then threw that interception. Yeah, lost I the think game.
1: That, was, that ended up being like 51-48. Like 500 yards, it was oh, insane. Oh, it was stupid. It, but, at, uh, but yeah, they ended up losing, so. Yeah, that's what people think of.
0: And it's <laughs> weird, because people associate with him not being clutch, even though he has the most fourth quarter comebacks since he's been there. Yep. Although, I always felt like the fourth quarter comeback stat was kind of overrated because that means that you were down at that point.
1: Yes, which does lead you to throw the ball more, but you do still have to come back to win. Like it's 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 hard enough to make a game close when you're when you're trailing to make it close in the end, but then to push through that's a whole other step. Yeah,
0: like he has more than Tom Brady, but Tom Brady annihilates his opponents more. Now he also has a better team.
1: So. Yes, we're we're not. I don't think we're trying to say that Tony Romo's on the same level as Tom Brady. Uh, I would take Tom Brady. You know what though? He's not that far off. Like if if Tom... I mean no, numbers wise, no. But then again, this is where like numbers kind of.
0: I'm saying if Tom's driving the Mercedes, you know, he, what? what's a nice car behind that? that that's what Tony remember. he's right behind him driving something that's also nice.
1: Uh, I mean, a, Lex, a Lexus? Yeah, like I say,
0: he's driving a Lexus. Yeah, right
1: behind him. He's in the car behind him following Tom. He's not far off. All right. He's in that second car. Of- so, if, if the defense can play to its potential, the offense is going to score points. I don't have to worry about the offense. They're going to be kind of like the Steelers, where they're going to need to score 30 to win a lot of games. If the defense can play to its potential, it'll take some pressure off the offense. I'm going 10 and 6 and they could be, I'm saying 12 and 4. I think they easily win the division. Um the the two those two toss-up games that I could see going either way is they get Cincinnati at home and they go to Pittsburgh in November. So depending on how on how they're playing, I think they could take down Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Um but it, it'll be tough. Just is just a tough place to play and Cincinnati's going to be a very good team this year. That game I see more could more likely of those two be the win since it is at home. Okay. Uh we're going to move on to Philly.
0: So basically Chip Kelly's gone. That's kind of the main thing. They they cleaned house somewhat sort of say. I mean, they hired Doug Peterson who's basically like a you know, Andy Reid clone, which is kind of weird they went back to that. It's like, "Oh man, I miss you Andy." Like it's it's I wish we still had you. Um, he runs that kind of West Coast offense style. They have Bradford with this two-year kind of contract where they're still in flux. I, that whole scenario is weird. We, we talked about it last week with Wentz. He's third on the depth chart. He may not play at all. He may not even dress. Um, they're just in flux. I, I feel like, I mean, I think we have, we both have them last in the division.
1: Yeah, and, and it was weird when I, when I looked back at their schedule. They went 7-9 in 2015. And when you think about like how much just turmoil there was in the team and with Chip Kelly, you would think they would have went something like two and fourteen. So it's like almost a surprise that they were close to 500. Um, they for a while they were close to winning that division. Um, like like you said, Chip Kelly is out as head coach. Uh, they've also gutted their roster of a lot of the players that he brought in when they gave him you know kind of that pseudo general manager's role. So it's the kind of gone. You know, Murray is gone. Some guys on the defense are gone. Um, it's kind of you know back to uh, uh, pre Chip Kelly almost. Um, yeah, I, I see him at the bottom of the division, somewhere around that six and ten mark.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good spot to have him because like, they do have some talented players. Yes, I just don't know what direction they're going and, and it's Sam Bradford. Like it's just it's, it's, it's just eh. It's like, Sam it Bradford.
1: They've got a lot of new faces there, and the like like you said it. I think influx was, was the best way to describe it. Just well, I think question Dallas, marks all and, over and the place. And let's say Dallas is definitely going to be better. Yes. New York's probably going to be better.
0: Uh-huh. Washington, at least maybe stay the same. So, like, someone's going to lose more. It's probably going to be Philly.
1: By process of elimination, yeah, it's probably going to be Philly. All
0: right, so let's move to New York. Uh, I never know what to think of this team. Because, like, I, Eli Manning is helter-skelter. One game, he looks awesome. You know, shoot. One season he looks awesome. One season's like, eh. Why, why is this guy any good? Like, you never know with him. He, Somehow he's got two Super Bowls. He's, he's clutch. He's the he's whatever the opposite Romo is. <laughs> at least viewed in the public eyes. Yeah. So, offensively they should be good. I mean their lines like average probably, but like the skilled players are there. They struggle to
1: run the ball a little bit. They they need to get better at running the ball.
0: Yeah. So again, the lines the issue, but they got who they, they got Rashad Jennings still as a, as a running back. Yeah. And they added. I think they added another player who's going to be pretty good as well. I, I can't do that. From I'm, the top of my head. I'm
1: missing that name right now. Um, they they've they expect Victor Cruz to be back. He was was off last year. Um, I know. Just imagine him with Odell
0: with I Odell, and that.
1: then um, they drafted a wide receiver in the first round this year. I'm I'm blanking on his name as well. So they've 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 helped the offense. They similar to Dallas have a lot of question marks on the defensive side, and and their defense was bad last yeah,
0: year. Yeah, that's the same. Their defense was historically bad so i feel like this year you can only get better so i mean they're they're definitely got to improve somehow
1: yeah uh i see them around that eight and eight nine i think i haven't i haven't written down as nine and seven it could go eight and eight they've got a few a lot of these division games are are toss-ups because it would not surprise me at all to see them to see everybody split the division and, and you know everybody go four go three and three um just because uh, of how how tough all of these teams play each other and, and how tough some of these uh, stadiums are to play in.
0: No, you're right. I think I could definitely see that happening, which is why I want to move to Washington because that's that's my oh. team. Is
1: that your sleeper? Is that what I'm feeling right now?
0: I feel like they get back to the playoffs. I I just like Kirk, man. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like right now I feel you like, like that. I do like that. He, <laughs> I feel like he's pissed off. Yeah, you know, especially with his contract He's scenario. playing on the franchise tag. So he's going to do the Joe Flacco thing. I and mean, he's not going to win a Super Bowl. But I think he gets to the playoffs again. I like their skill position players. Deshaun. Um, God, they just got someone else, too. This, this is bad. I cannot think of who it is. Defensively, they got um,
1: they got Josh Norman now. That's going to be a big That's help be for big, them. And their defense was pretty solid last year. Not, Espe- especially with the good receivers they have in this division. Beckham, Cruz... Yeah, Des.
0: You need someone who can shut them down. So they yeah. they got him. That's gonna be good. I liked what they did at the end of the last season. I mean, they even hung in in the Green Bay game somewhat in, in the, the playoffs. first half. Yeah, they did. Then then um, you know the second half happened. But that's the most joy they've had, which I guess could be a bad thing because that might be too high of expectations going forward. I mean, but.
1: prior to uh, that, the RG three or they had their their high hopes.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I I think they get back to the playoffs. I think they win. I think they win nine games and they get the last wild card.
1: Uh, okay, so you so you think Dallas wins the division? I think Dallas wins the division. Yeah. Okay, and Washington locks up one wild card. Yeah, in the NFC. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I I think that the Giants just have too many question marks on defense, and I don't know if their offense is going to be improved enough to keep up or, or to to make up for that. Um, I see their defense giving up a lot of points. It's going to force Manning to throw the ball more. When he throws the ball a lot, he throws a lot of interceptions. He's, he's got a bad habit of the, the two, three, four interception games. Yeah, and that,
0: that's that been their downfall. But then he has other games where I feel like he throws four touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I feel like that happens when he's limited to throwing the ball 20, 22, like maybe 25 times a game, and he just makes a lot of really good throws because they're, they're set up well enough to where they're ahead, they're running the ball well. It's a lot of play action. It, it, it's they're making it easier for him to be that successful. So you think it's going to end up having a better record, uh,
0: Washington or, or New York? Or you you having the same record, don't you? Uh, I, but if you had to pick a gun to your head, who's If be I had better? to pick,
1: I'm, I'm going to take Washington because it, because I think Kirk Cousins is going to uh, be playing for a contract, and I think he kind of showed some signs of being improved last year. Um, I just think that Dallas, being everybody healthy talent-wise is – so much more talented than any team in this division. Yeah, they definitely think winning And assuming everybody's healthy. Yeah. Assuming everybody's healthy and they play the way that they should, they've got a bad habit of playing down to their opponents. Um, you know, like being in close games against the Browns and, you know, other teams like that. Um, and, and Washington is always a sneaky team. They always play you close and tough, and you can't... They're that team that you just want to, like... They're like a gnat. Like, you swat at it and swat at it, and you give it your best shot, and they just they just don't go away. They keep flying around you
0: we will find out we both have dallas winning oh by the way shout out to washington's jordan reed my fancy stuff he's gonna be a top three tight end this year he will be good he's he's
1: gonna be a good target for cousins gonna use him a lot i think he's he's great all right um that's all we got for this week where can the listeners find us easiest place subscribe via itunes or stitcher radio for you android users um you know new podcast subscribe it's the easiest way to hear it New podcasts get loaded right up there. Uh, usually up on Wednesdays or Thursdays. Um, also sports, happy com. If you don't want to subscribe, go to the go for three tab. That's where all the old podcasts are. So you can go back and, and, um, check out all our, all our other content from, you know, in the season last year and earlier this off season, um, Twitter at go for underscore the number three. Um, check us out there. We'll be tweeting about, you know, podcasts being up and, uh, now, once we get through all the picks, we'll we'll tweet out who we think our our playoff teams are, and we can compare when we get to the end of the season. Awesome, sounds great. Uh, what
0: division do you want to do next week?
1: Uh, we'll stick with our same pattern. We'll work out to the west. Let's go uh, N F C. Let's go N F C North. North. Okay. Yeah. A lot of
0: turmoil in that division. Good. All right. Uh, we will see you guys next week, and take care.